Hello everybody and welcome to Mirror Football's Transfer Spy Podcast. We're with you every single weekday of the transfer window and bringing you the latest news and gossip from around the Premier League. Uh, I'm Martin Flanagan, joining me today is Mark Jones. Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yeah, it's my first one since the World Cup, so uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about money now as opposed to football. Yeah, I would say so we're now going to talk about the politics yeah. of the game. Um, we'll, we'll start, well, we said, we said, you mentioned money, uh, we'll start with uh, a story that's come out over the weekend and potentially some quite absurd money mm. uh, for Harry Maguire. Uh, Manchester United are linked with Harry Maguire. He's, um, let's be honest, he, he's gone up in absolutely everybody's expectations and um, simply because of the World Cup and his performances and about four headers that mm. were uh, just you know brilliant. But £65 million, pounds, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of money, isn't it? That's about what probably fifty five for the head alone, and and ten for the rest of him. Um, so, I mean, look, it's uh, I think we uh, it's a tried and tested thing, isn't it? Talking about players having good World Cups and and the money that they that they could go for off the back of it. I think we know that Harry Maguire is more than a just good, uh, you know, more than just to play with a good World Cup. He 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 had a good season with Leicester as well. Uh, Manchester United, uh, I think they're really quite desperate to get in a centre back. Mourinho obviously prides himself on his defensive side of things and I don't think he necessarily is very sort of enamoured with his centre-backs he's got at the moment. Um, I think they're all a little bit so much of a muchness really. You look at you know the likes of Eric Bailly, Chris Small and Phil Jones, Lindelof, um, Rojo. You know, none of them fill you with massive confidence, I don't think. Um, Bailly's all right, but I think I think Mourinho wants a, wants a big... Sort of personality there at the back for him, and if he th- if he sees it in Maguire, then then that's testament to Maguire, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously Mourinho likes set pieces. We know that, which obviously set piece of what the England team was built on, and Harry Maguire was at the, the kind of centerpiece of a lot of kind of corners and free kicks and any any movement there. Um, so, wouldn't particularly be a surprise. He probably does fit into the Mourinho style of play. Um, you mentioned Eric Bailly there as well. Um, Bailly's kind of not really had much of a look in with uh, United. It's it's strange how Mourinho, who's so hell bent on having a solid defence, has just never really worked out who his centre back should be. And you, you you reeled off the list there. There's there's so many names. Yeah, I think with Bailly, it's it's a story of perhaps what what might have been with him because he's obviously had injury issues and and Manchester United fans. Certainly, the ones I know would, would would all quite rate him quite highly because he's a very good defender. But you can just you can never be sure with him, can you? And, and you you might see him for two or three games and looks pretty good, and then all of a sudden he's injured again. And 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 he had an odd spell towards the end of last season. He wasn't really in the team. So um, yeah, I think in a perfect world he'd be he'd be one that that they'd really rely on. But um, I'm not sure Mourinho really trusts him. Um, and the same can be said for a few of the other players, for probably for more ability reasons rather than for sort of injury reasons. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I know myself personally, I think, yeah, Harry Maguire probably is he's better than Small and he's better than Jones, he's better than Rojo. Uh, although, I, this, I've got a funny thing about with Rojo. I think he's inconsistent, but on his day he can be outstanding. Um, that's just it. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying about the centre-backs. And I think when you've got a lot of them, then you mix and match and you put everyone in, then then you're going to get good performances out of them sometimes. But I just think Mourinho wants one that he can be absolutely sure of every week. Yeah, so it's not particularly a glowing uh, assessment of Victor Lindelof either, is it? If he's, uh, if he's already trying to find a new um, a new centre-back. Um, Harry Maguire, obviously, is good, would cost £65 million. It's so much money. Mm. It's, you mentioned this World Cup thing. It's like the Moussa Sissoko effect <laughs> from, from two years ago. Obviously, he got a move on the back of a, a great... France uh, competition with France at the Euros, and uh, but uh, the Moussa Sissoko effect fee has has doubled, over doubled to 
65 million pounds which is uh, um pretty staggering um if united don't land harry maguire say the reports are saying that um there's two other names in the mix toby alderweireld who i think has been linked with united for about a year now and leonardo bonucci uh, who would also be you know a, a lot of money um out of those guys, obviously, include Maguire in this. I mean, who would you go for? Put yourself in Jose um, Mourinho's shoes. You know, I mean, obviously, Aldo Reld and, and Benici have proven themselves over longer periods of time. But I think when you're, when you're a football club the size of Man United and you're showing out all this money, you need to take into account the age of these players. And um, I think Benici's 31, 32, something like that. And I, I don't really see the benefit in... in in investing lots of money in him for if it's going to be a short period of time. It's a very Mourinho thing to do, it's though, isn't true, it? It's true, it is, and it's a good point, yeah. Um, uh, Alderweireld obviously knows the Premier League. He, he, I think he'd fit in there pretty well. Um, and the added bonus of the fact that it weakens one of one of the top four rivals, so so I'd probably do that one. Um, having said that, maybe Maguire will be the easiest one to, to pull off because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're Manchester United, you, you feel as though you can bully Leicester into into giving you one of their players if you want one. Yeah. Um I say with with Leicester as well, um they've paid well so they've sorry they've paid they've already received um sixty odd million pounds for Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. They get another sixty five million pounds in. That's them making over hundred and twenty million pounds in one transfer. Now that's phenomenal it is, for Leicester. It is. And and obviously for clubs like Leicester it, it unfortunately it, that might be the the the, uh, the future of, of what things are now because even in the short time since they won the league, things have changed, I think, in, in the transfer window. Things, things really have escalated and um, to the point where these fees are now uh, just 10 a penny, aren't they? They're, they're all over the shop, these, these sort of crazy. And uh, yeah, we, don't, we, we sit here and we laugh a little bit and we say, oh, 65 million Aaron Maguire, but is it that mad? I don't, it, I don't think it is these days. It really isn't. It's just, you've just seen him. He's just had a good World Cup. He's, he's a national hero and he? he's got a big head. So um, <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, um, I say it's... Uh, I know you're saying can we say it's a lot of money it's, it's, it's a staggering amount yeah. it's, it, it's scary I'm just trying to work out what the transfer fees are going to be like in I mean just give it 10 years yeah. 10, 10 years we've probably had a billion pound player in in the world I mean it does it does feel very much like it's going to go one of two ways or it's, it's just all going to come to a close and, and not, it doesn't really happen anymore or you're right just keeps on going up. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty mad. Um, moving on from Manchester United, um, one of the transfer sagas of the summer um, has been Nabil Fakir. Um, it seems like his hopes, because they they were hopes, I think earlier early in the early in the window um, of moving to Liverpool are over. Looks like that one's probably not going to happen. But um, the reports are basically saying now that um, he could still leave Leon, which I mean, he's pretty devastating for Liverpool, knowing that the fought so hard for this player for so long and yet they've they, they'll they're going to fall short and he, he could potentially move elsewhere that's that's not it's, good for Liverpool it's a weird story isn't it um and whilst you're right in what you say Liverpool would be sort of right uh, disappointed there but I sort of feel like they'd have completed it if they really wanted to when when they had the chance before the World Cup and it was all but there was obviously the, the pictures of him in his in the shirt and all that sort of stuff and and obviously something changed at the last minute which meant that it wasn't on Liverpool's terms or if that was to do with the medical if that was to do with the structure of payments or whatever it was um, Liverpool just looked at it and thought it wasn't for them um, now where that's left the player is, is is obviously in a bit of limbo because he's got to go back to Lyon and and to kind of tail between his legs if you like and, and say well I obviously wanted to move. Uh, he's got, I think, two years left on his contract. So that's uh, the key moment, isn't it? When you either 
you know, you, you, your your club will look to try and extend it, or you could be end up leaving for for a, a much more reduced fee next summer. Um, I'm interested to see how it plays out because I would not be surprised if he didn't leave. Then maybe Liverpool go back in in January because with the knowledge that the contracts run down a bit more and it could perhaps a little bit, be a little bit cheaper. I just think it was it was an odd sort of change of tact for Liverpool because Liverpool the last year eighteen months have changed their approach to transfers, I think, and they've been a lot more decisive and they're prepared to pay the money when they need to, as we've seen with Alisson and all these different people. They obviously just saw this and thought it wasn't quite right. You mentioned, they say, at the start of everything you just said there, obviously you think it was on Liverpool's side that they kind of decided that Fekir mm. wasn't them. Maybe it was on Leon's side because, like you say, Liverpool have become a lot more brash, really, with, mm. the, with the, the way they deal with transfers. They do offend clubs when they do it. So you look what happened with Virgo van Dijk and, and how they, they really offended Southampton. I mean, I know they still got the deal done. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe is there something wrong from Liverpool's side in, in how um, they approach it? Is, is, is there is there maybe... I think if I there know. was, I think if there was, we'd have heard from uh, from Jean Michel Aulas, the um, the Leon president, who is never short of a word or two. I, th- I think I write a story on it yeah. every single day I of my he, life, and he's obviously a tough negotiator. And I think if if there was something that had gone on, because um, even even the point out of the deal, Aulas seems to have, he's the only one who's been talking about Nabil Fakir for the last month, and everything he says is still quite. You know, like oh, Liverpool could come back in, or another club could come back in. He's not criticising them, and I think knowing knowing him the way we do, because you write about him, I think he would have had a go a bit more. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are lots of Liverpool fans who still think it's going to happen and he's going to go there. I don't see it because I mean, Liverpool are quite, as I say, they've they've changed their their strategy on these things, um, and Jurgen Klopp isn't isn't uh, sort of shy of lying to the press if you like and, and saying things like oh we're not going to sign anybody and then they turn around and sign someone next week but there were stories a couple of days ago that the Allison deal was dead and then he turns up two days later Fabinho came in from nowhere didn't he and you know so it's uh, they're not I mean it's, it's not in Liverpool's interest to, to talk about him is it at the end of the day and uh, and perhaps perhaps this stories of linking with other clubs is, is a way maybe to flush them out and see them back in I'm, I'm not sure yeah I was going to say the Fabinho one was, I was especially mm. impressed with Liverpool because that was left field. He was linked with Manchester United for yeah. so long, and obviously I know yeah, that. It's certainly one of the quickest I've seen in terms of linked with player to signed player in recent times. It's like an hour and a half or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, um, but I mean, I like the way it kind of uh, annoyed a few, uh, say, people who kind of write about Manchester United. Yeah, and well, they like so they, they were pretending. Oh, yeah, they never wanted them anyway. No, they didn't yeah, want them anyway. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, very peculiar approach. Yeah, United definitely wanted Fabinho, <laughs> uh, but we uh, we won't shout about that one too much. Um, well, let's move on. Um, let's go to Hazard and Real Madrid, the story which I think has been on every single one of these podcasts uh, so far since we started them. Um, no movement over the weekend. Obviously, we have weekends off from transfer podcasts. Um, uh, I mean, if, if you do want your transfer news at the, the weekend, we do still have the transfer live blog on the website, <laughs> so you know you can get them from there. Twenty-four-seven. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no, we say we uh, no movement on Hazard to Real Madrid. However, there is a little bit of movement. Um, on Thibaut Courtois to uh, Real Madrid and uh, Marca uh, in Spain are saying today uh, today being Monday um, that this is a key week and this is when negotiations are, are going to take place um, Jonesy you've obviously not been on any of these podcasts yet what do you uh, think about Hazard and Courtois both to Real Madrid um, I think if you were to uh, if, I had to, if I had to place a bet on, on one, of the, one of them happening I'd say Courtois would be more likely to happen um, it just feels like it's a bit further along and it feels like it's a bit more 
kind of advanced in in the talks between all parties, and obviously there's a con- issue with Courtois' contract, which is which is running down rapidly. So um, I would say that is close to happening, and maybe we're just waiting on Chelsea to get a keeper, and then that can happen. Hazard's one. It almost feels as though Hazard has woken up and gone. Hang on, I could I could play for I'd like you know people have been banging this drum about Hazard and Real Madrid for a while, and I personally. I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. He, he, he's a fantastic footballer, obviously, but he seemed to take weeks, months, seasons off at a time, didn't he? And, and that's not a Real Madrid player for me. So I thought he had a good World Cup, though, and, and, and he, he just stepped it up at just about the right time. And you think about he's 27, I think, Hazard. And obviously Ronaldo's out of the picture. This is his chance to move. And I wonder if Hazard has woken up and realised that and is trying to make it happen behind the scenes, and it's just a case of trying to get it all over the line. You mentioned his age as well, like you say, 27. Um, Chelsea not in the Champions League this season. Mm. Can he really afford a season without Champions League football, given that he has aspirations to be the best player in the world, and yeah. given the fact that Messi and Ronaldo are getting a little bit older? He, if he's going to win the Ballon d'Or, he's got to do it in the next couple of years. And I don't, I don't think he can do it from Chelsea. Um, no, you're probably right. Um, and yeah, 27 should be coming into your prime for a player like him and you don't want to be playing in the Europa League on a Thursday in wherever dear so I was about to insult someone then when I do it but um, yeah I, I as I say I, I think he's gone hang on I'm pretty good at this football thing and I'd like to play for the best team and um, you look at it and, and, he, and, he, and he fits at Real Madrid as well I think I, th- yeah. I do think he fits yeah. especially with Ronaldo at the picture no definitely so you can see them Hazard seven shirts uh, yeah but as I say them. it's just going to be a case of how I mean Chelsea Chelsea can't afford to let him go um, later on in the window can they because obviously they, they've only got two weeks to sign players Real Madrid can sign him on August 31st yeah. but Chelsea can't sell him then because they can't replace him so um, it's what, what what do Chelsea do and, and, and Chelsea don't want this hanging over them going into the season either yeah. when you think about Sarri getting his getting his mark on the team they don't want this to be a potential on, on the 31st of August when they're already three four games in so um, Chelsea need to get hold of it um, so just going back to Courtois and the goalkeeper situation you did mention earlier on about uh, Chelsea finding a replacement uh, for Courtois um, over the weekend Joe Hart <laughs> yeah yeah that's the reaction <laughs> I was looking for um, Joe Hart has been linked yeah. with um, with Chelsea and listen, I'm, I, I like City I like Joe Hart yeah um, there's a slight whiff of this... um, do you remember the last transfer window when Chelsea were linked with all the big strikers and by big I mean tall not not like good oh yeah well, Ashley Barnes uh, Peter, Peter, Crouch, Peter Crouch was Crouch in there um, Jekko yes. uh, there was a few more as well knocking about but Jekko should have happened yeah yeah but it's almost like it's the same happening with keepers now because I've seen I've seen Hart I've seen Czech I've seen Butland Pickford Schmeichel um, obviously they were linked with Alisson before he went to Liverpool it's almost like they're just it's casting this net again and, and they're seeing what they can get um, which to me suggests that Courtois is off so yeah Hart um, yeah, would be uh, would be an interesting one yeah. wouldn't it yeah. obviously Sarri and Guardiola are, are close friends both, yeah. both managers have, have said good things about each other I mean and it sounds it seems like if it was to happen it would be very much be you know oh, we'll sort you out you know, because we're friends but yeah. I mean 
I don't think Chelsea are going to get a good side of it. It'd also be. I, I don't it'd think also, Joe Hart's it'd level anymore. one minute to, before the deadline on the final day because they'd have tried everybody else. Yeah. And uh, and he'd come in and and obviously they've got Caballero as well at, at Chelsea, haven't they? So um, so it'll be like the old Man City one too again with those two. But um, yeah. so League Cup victory <laughs> confirmed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, another transfer rumor. I say just before we, we we come to an end of this one. Um, in kind of floating around involving Chelsea and involving a Spanish team is Willian. Uh, Barcelona have reportedly offered £65 million and Chelsea are going to sit down this week with Sarri, uh, or say the Chelsea chief, that's Maria, Maria Granovskoya, is that her name? Yeah, Granovskoya, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bruce Buck, obviously the chairman. And, well, he's uh, to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all going to sit down with, with Sarri and... Um, and and have a chat about that one. Sixty-five million pounds for William. You, you see that? Um, oh, wait, 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 one yeah. Harry Maguire. Yeah. For for one Harry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I like William. He's he's a good player. Um, he's one of those players. I think that you. Uh, and we, we we just saw in the office a, a goal from Dirk Hout, didn't we? He's a little yes. bit like that. He's one of those players you sort of quite like in your team, and um, he. Where he? I mean, I'm not sure if he'd if he'd find himself in a similar position. At, Barcelona than he is at Chelsea or he's not too sure of his place in the team I think he I think you, if he was here now and you asked him he'd want to go Barcelona because that's it's the kind of the dream isn't it for a lot of South American players um, and he'd have a few of his mates there like the Coutinho and everyone so um, I mean what's 65 minutes of Chelsea really do they need it I mean maybe they need it because the Champions League shortfall isn't there but who they get I mean Chelsea are in a bit of a mess who are they going to buy I've got no idea Yeah, no. Uh, so so it's more to do with they need to buy players rather than sell them at the minute so I'd, I'd, I'd keep them for Chelsea yeah so yeah very very interesting following Chelsea for the next couple of weeks but any news that we get obviously from Chelsea will be mentioned on this podcast uh, as I say we're with you every single weekday until the transfer window closes uh, just before we finish uh, so we've got I'm just looking at the timer in front of me we have about a minute and a half. Oh, good. I know, so rapid time. I'm just going to run through some of the other transfer stories, some of maybe the lesser transfer stories that have been floating around today's Daily Mirror. Um, Fulham and Crystal Palace are battling for Jack Grealish. They're, they're hoping to convince him um, to kind of snub Spurs. Look at Spurs. Uh, or obviously snub a, a potential extension he'd, at Villa because of the new the he'd new. get more of a game at those two, wouldn't he? So. Yeah, th- yeah. I, think, I think that's part of the thing. Fulham be good for him. Fulham. Fulham would have a right good midfield mm. if they can get Seri in there obviously yeah. Tom Kearney um, who's who's was excellent last season add Jack Grealish in there so, and they've got a, a tremendous trio Palace need players though they're, they're, they're on, on the quiet Palace are in a little bit of disarray yeah um, I think they're, they're struggling financially a little yeah. bit I think they're, they're, they're not really funding too much so uh yeah, it could be interesting to Palace, um, but I mean, it's Roy Hodgson, they'll, they'll probably just be mid-table anyway. <laughs> um, elsewhere, Jordi Classy looks like he's going to leave Southampton back for Feyenoord. I mean, Classy didn't really get much of a look in at Southampton at no. the back end of last season, uh, so it looks like he's on the way out. Uh, Salomon Rondon um, is, well, there's talks in, in, in on play in place on place talks happening with Newcastle there we go I've got my words out yeah uh, talks, ha- talks happening with Newcastle quite like, I quite uh, like that one That'd very be good. Newcastle signing um, yeah. um, contrary to other reports though uh, Newcastle do want to keep Dwight Gale um, as a, it's not going to be Rondon and Gale out there they, they want to I mean they're two completely different players they want to mm. keep them both there and also, uh, there are reports in Spain saying that Arsenal are after yet another goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, that'll take the total to about seven goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Jan Sommer of Borussia Mönchengladbach is linked with Arsenal. Reports in Spain. Reports in Spain. Arsenal to sign a German team's goalkeeper. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's, not, <laughs> it, it's, it's not come from either our friends, uh, oh, Mr. Right. Mr. Goal or Mr. Ballon. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, no, it's actually come from a reputable source as well. So, uh, very interesting to see what happens along. But, yeah, that will do us. Um, that on today's transfer podcast. Um, as I say, we're back every single weekday talking transfers. And uh, if you don't subscribe already, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Spotify, you can get us on Acast. And, uh, yeah, that will do us until tomorrow. So, we'll see you then.